this is Trevor. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now. But if you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Begsy, you got to call me back because I think I think it's happening. I think Aaron Rodgers is actually really getting traded. And I think I'm totally 100% fine with it. And I think it has a lot to do with Brock Purdy. Not Jordan Love, but Brock Purdy. Look, I'm going crazy. I'm delusional. And I'm being unloyal again. But hey, it is what it is. Call me back. Good morning. Begsy, my guy. What is up? Thanks so much for calling me back. How was the game last night, you fucking professional reporter? Uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm living in the shadow of uh, the guys around me, man. But, uh, you know, it's still nice to live the dream, you know, be in the booth and, uh, be a part of it, man. Be a part of Talkett's first game, his first post-game presser. Uh, get to witness uh, Chris Faber with the turtleneck and chain in person. Uh, good time all around. Yeah, that, that must have been legendary to see uh, to see Faber in the rock outfit, but with the blazer. What a legend, yo. What a legend in Faber. He, yeah, he's on that trajectory, yo, for real. Because he, he's, I think we're all on that trajectory, but he's ahead of it. And you can kind of connect the dots. A little bit sooner. Like, this guy's going to go down as one of the greatest entertainers in Vancouver sports history, for real. And he's just getting started. Maybe just Vancouver history in general, because he really started a lot of what's going on in the city with podcasts and whatnot. And just a fucking legend. Just a fucking legend. You know, just to, you know, it's super cool how you're, you're doing what you're doing. And it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's even cooler to see what Faber's doing, but it's, even though I'm not super close to Faber like that like I don't have that bond with him like I do with you I still feel just as proud for both of you yeah it's uh well I appreciate it and I know Faber does too man he's a he's a humble guy and you know they were pumping his tires on uh the radio this morning man I listened to him on 650 I'm uh, driving to work and uh Bruff's like reading all like the nice text people are saying about Faber and talking about how Faber's gonna replace him and Halford and all this uh but the guy works his ass off man. He, he does a great job and uh, the Canucks also did an okay job last night. I mean, they played. Uh, that was. I, I'll, I'm gonna say it right now. That was the worst NHL team I've ever seen play a live game. That Chicago Blackhawks team is absolutely god awful. I mean, Peter Mrazek kept a minute. Um, you know, Canucks didn't take the lead till like midway through the third period. But God, that Chicago team is so bad. The shots were 38 to five at even strength. Yeah, it's it's. It's one of those things, too. Whenever I see Chicago play the Canucks, I reminisce, obviously, about those times a decade plus ago. And it's it's a damn shame to to not feel any hatred towards any hockey team in the NHL. And that's only because the Canucks have been so, 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 so bad for so long. You can't really hate anyone when you're, when you're that bad, you know? And just as a fan, you can't hate anyone when you hate your team more than the other teams and no hate's a strong word but fuck man when it's when it's been this bad for this long it's uh it's like one of the the few words i can use to describe what's been going on with the vancouver canucks and yeah a lot of hate towards that organization and only winning can fix that that being said uh the packers uh they they've been they've been winning a lot of like regular season games over the last handful of years i know this season didn't really go their way uh obviously that's not good enough when Again, you're part of the Packers organization, and it's making 
it inevitable that Aaron Rodgers is no longer going to be a Green Bay Packer. What else is making it inevitable? It's it's the, the era of the super young quarterback. And Brock Purdy takes it to another level because he's just another guy. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Burrow. He's not Mahomes. He's not Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? He's not Herbert. He's not one of these guys. But he's doing it. And he's winning playoff games, which really matters. And you can win playoff games with a young quarterback. I think the Packers are going to move off of Aaron Rodgers this season. And I think Brock Purdy made it a lot more easier for them to do so. Yeah, you know, Brock Purdy has been a great story. Uh, again, I've said it before. It also helps play under one of the best offensive minds in football. But in terms of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, the the rumor that I read on Twitter from a reporter was that uh, the Jets were willing to give up two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, if, if that's actually legit, I mean, the Packers do it in a second. Like, get Rodgers out of there. It's time to move on. The guy was trashed this season. His ego got in the way, trying to play hero ball all season long. Um, and if you're the Jets, I mean, two first-round picks for a guy who's going to be 40 is really steep. But at the same time, I mean, that's the one piece they're missing. they got weapons on offense. they got a good offensive line. they got a good defense. Um, but that report also said that, or suggested, I should say, that Aaron Rodgers might not be willing to go to New York. So I, I don't know, man. I think if, the Pack, if it's the Packers, they got to do it in a heartbeat. But uh, how, how do you feel, man? This, this is your guy. This is your team. I yeah, obviously, if that is the offer, I think it's a no-brainer because it may be your last time to get an offer like that for Aaron Rodgers. And I know you use the word trash to describe him. Like, come on, man, this guy's still, you know, in his trash years. He's still a top-10 quarterback. He's not Russell Wilson bad when he's trash, you know. I think he can still deliver a lot to an organization. And I, tu- I truly do believe that it can go both ways, right? Whether he's still in the Packers or he goes to the Jets or another team, dude, this guy will bounce back. He'll bounce back, man. I think I think for a lot of players, it would have been hard to maintain excellence when you're a part of an organization that continues to fail and fail and fail in the playoffs. Like, you just have this culture of never being able to get it done. And this was one of the first years where they weren't able to, again, do anything and get over their playoff hurts or their playoff deaths in the regular season. This is, like, the first time it happened. And I think, I think again that next season Aaron Rodgers, I truly do believe this, I think next season Aaron Rodgers will get back to form. I, I know that. I know that for sure. I just I just truly believe that it's also time for this team to see what they have in Jordan Love. And if they do have something good in Jordan Love, dude, just get ahead of it. Like start, start focusing on the next window. The next window. And again, what, what Brock Purdy is doing, I know it's such an outlier situation, but I think what Brock Purdy is doing allows Packers fans and maybe the organization too to have a little bit of hope that maybe next season this team can make the playoffs and still contend with a better defense with still having pieces around Jordan Love and just playing more systematic football you know I I think there is that possibility and that's making them not only excited but more more open to getting this deal done for with Aaron Rodgers and just moving on and figuring out what the next era of Packers football Looks like it, it's crazy for me to say because there, there I go, right? Saying I'm saying Aaron Rodgers can return to form next season. You know, I, I straight up think that Aaron Rodgers can come back next season and throw 35 touchdowns, four interceptions. He can do that, and you know, having that guy on your roster, a Packers roster, dude, it's you're, you're a contender. But I just feel as if there's other routes to get 
to the top. And the Packers can play more systematic football. Maybe Jordan Love is better than we think he is in year one as a starter, and they can still be contender. And that's all exciting stuff. And on top of that, if you can get rid of a contract like Aaron Rodgers' contract and get some first-round picks, it's kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I, I really do think it's time for the Packers to move on. I don't think you can trot him out again after how bad he was this season. And you're right, maybe I'm overplaying a little bit, but uh, in terms of the counting stats, I guess he was fine. But just watching the guy this year, it's just like, it was hard to watch. And I'm not even a Packers fan. It's just, I just hate the whole hero ball, ball downfield for a bunch of completions, just trying to be the hero uh, day after day, game after game. It did not work this season. And I think you mentioned in a previous conversation too that, that the Packers are pretty close to the cap. Mm-hmm. And... You know, getting rid of Aaron Rodgers in the fifty million a season to pay him, that would help free up uh, a lot of them to sign a guy like Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one of the best running backs in the league right there. So, yeah. I think there's a number of reasons why the Packers got to move on, and especially they're gonna get two first round picks in return. Man, holy shit! Yeah, one hundred percent. I could still, I could still see the Packers doing that for like one first round pick and maybe a second or conditional, and uh, it, it won't. It won't be like a fucking ripoff. It is what it is. It's a 39-year-old quarterback. Yeah, he's still good. He's still great. He's still coming off two MVP trophies back-to-back. Again, I do think that he can still play at that level next season as well. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's done it for many years. And maybe just having a fresh start for him allows him to do that. Because, again, it's it's one of those things, man. When you, when you go through what the Packers have gone through year after year after year in the playoffs— Maybe, maybe just maybe, it was just impossible for them to maintain that level of hope and freedom this season on the football field. And, hey, I, I want to bring this up, too. We, we might see that next season with the Buffalo Bills because, you know, you're seeing the comparisons between the two clubs, like teams that can't get it done in the playoffs and can't take that next step. I, I want to I point this out to you. I know we brought up Brock Purdy, and I've been, I've been stroking this dude off, right? Stroking this dude off all— Dude, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's the best quarterback ever. I'm just saying, you know, he's doing things, he's playing the system, you can get it done, blah, blah, blah. Especially if the pieces are around him. That being said, if San Fran if San Fran can't get it done this season, I wonder if that type of doubt enters that building because 49ers, they're doing what? They're they're playing their fourth NFC championship game in five years. They've made one Super Bowl. Again, if they don't do it this season, I know they've had a lot of injuries, but I wonder if their window is getting smaller because fuck, that's a lot of times to get close and not get it. Yeah, I see where you're going, uh, where you're going with that. But I would say at the same time, they've added to their defense over that window and their defense has just gotten better. And you look at their quarterback situation with Purdy and Trey Lance, and they got two really young quarterbacks who they believe in. And I'm still sure that they believe in Trey Lance. Obviously, they believe in Brock Purdy after what he's done. So much as it pays me to say it, because this is a Seahawks rival, I don't, I don't think the Niners are going anywhere, at least over the next couple of seasons. No, that that's true. Like, the defense is a big thing. I think when you look at those both those teams, we talked about the Packers and the Bills, right? I think on paper, and going into regular seasons, especially this season for the Packers, people assume that their defense, and again, both teams, the Bills and the Packers, their defense were going to be great. We're going to be like top seven, top ten defenses, top five maybe, yet that didn't really get done. But with the 49ers, it's like, yeah, it's on paper, and they're actually playing with that swagger, that intensity, and it's, yeah, it's a remarkable defense for real. It's one of the best defenses I've seen in a long time, for real. They just got that swagger, man. They're so fast. 
They have uh, who's that? Who's that linebacker in the middle? How am I forgetting his name, bro? He's too good, bro. He's too good to watch. Fuck, you gotta know his name. I think I think of uh, Greenlaw. No, not Greenlaw. Come on, man. He's got the long hair. He's fucking fast as fuck, bro. He's right in the middle of the field all the time. How am I oh forgetting god, his name? yeah. I'm blanking too. I fuck. We're searching Anyways. before we get out. Get out of here, okay? 49ers, <laughs> 49ers linebacker, dude. Because I can't. This is just a disgrace that we don't. Because this guy's a sick football player, man. He's such a he's such a great football player, man. He's so fun to watch. Fred Warner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, they, yeah. He's he's remarkable, man. He's a fun player to watch. One of my favorite players to watch, and. Yeah, I guess that's what we're doing here, man. We're talking about the 49ers before we end this conversation. A team that both of us kind of sort of hate because they've created a lot of painful memories for both of us. I would say more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I would say so. They definitely, uh, (laughs) I mean, they beat you in the last playoff game that you guys played. So, uh, it's funny. I had to talk with my dad. I guess growing up, my dad cheered for the 49ers as a kid or as a kid, as as an adult or whatever. And for me, it's like, yo, it's the Seahawks rival. So fuck the Niners. So we always, we always go back and forth about that. Uh, you, you give me a hard time about cheering for the Saints and the Seahawks, but I give my dad a hard time about cheering for the fucking 49ers and the Seahawks. Like, how do you do that, man? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's weird. Okay, thanks. You have a, have a good day, man. Have a good day. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow, and we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. For real. It could happen any moment. You know, we'll see what happens to Aaron Rodgers. See what happens to the Canucks tonight, too. I mean, playing the, the moribund Blackhawks is one thing, but now they uh, play a Seattle team, and although they haven't lost to Seattle yet, it's uh, pretty clear that Seattle's a lot better than Vancouver. So curious to see what uh, Rick the Dick has up his sleeve tonight, man. Talk it like you walk it. Talk it like you walk it. Walk it like you talk it. I think Ricky and Roger are actually at that game, ironically, at Climate. Ooh, okay. He, R- Ricky is not Rick the Dick. He's, uh, he's like Rick. Slick or heck, okay. Peace out, bro. All right, peace.